1: This is the new John Girardi Show on Power Talk 96.7 and AM 1400. I made it in the paper. So, being a radio host,
0: it's already a pretty megalomaniacal uh, kind of job. You literally think that your opinions are good enough that you should lecture an entire city about it for an hour, an entire region, in my case. So I'm going to double down on the megalomania by using my radio show to comment on my own op-ed piece that was published uh, today in the print edition of the Fresno Bee. So I'm going to be shining a lot of attention this week on this city council agenda item. To pass through a $1 million grant from the state of California, secured courtesy of Joaquin Arambula, to the Planned Parenthood Clinic on Fulton Street in Fresno. I hope the city council on Thursday will not support it. I hope Mayor Dyer will veto it. I hope between now and Thursday we can convince Luis Chavez and Mike Carbassi just not to vote on it so that Mayor Dyer can successfully veto it. So let's let's dig into this. What, what's, what's going on here? I discussed it yesterday on the show, but it stands repeating. I will turn to the, the Fresno Bee to my own op-ed in the Fresno Bee, which I co-authored with Dr. Lucia Morellas-Chavez, a friend of mine who is a local um, wellness doctor and pediatrician. We write... On its agenda for this Thursday, the Fresno City Council is poised to vote on granting $1 million to a single Fresno abortion clinic, courtesy of the state of California. This is an irresponsible giveaway of state funding that highlights liberal California's myopic obsession with abortion to the exclusion of far more pressing public health concerns for prenatal care in the San Joaquin Valley. The measure, sponsored by Miguel Arias, Esmeralda Soria and Luis Chavez, will appropriate $1 million from the state to the city of Fresno as a pass through entity. The funds are earmarked for a Fresno clinic of Planned Parenthood Marmonti, the national abortion giant's regional affiliate that operates clinics throughout northern and central California and Nevada. Assemblymember Joaquin Arambula secured this funding for the Planned Parenthood clinic in Fresno on Fulton Street south of Olive, which is within his district. It is noteworthy that Planned Parenthood advocates Marmonti, so there's Planned Parenthood Marmonti. And then there's Planned Parenthood Advocates Marmonti. It is noteworthy that Planned Parenthood Advocates Marmonti, the advocacy and political arm of nonprofit Planned Parenthood Marmonti, endorsed Dr. Armambula in 2020 and is endorsing him again for 2022. He has a 100% voting record on their favorite policies, and he received a $4,700 contribution from a Planned Parenthood-affiliated entity in his most recent election in 2020. One would imagine after such devoted service that another chunk of campaign change is on its way for 2022. So I I go on in the piece to talk about how this is a million dollars. So Arambula is doing this because Planned Parenthood endorses him. Planned Parenthood supports him. He has 100% Planned Parenthood voting record. They've given money to his campaign. And if you're wondering, how does a nonprofit do that? Well, Planned Parenthood's, they're very well organized. Okay, so they're not doing anything illegal in this. Uh, they, they've got a very elaborate, well-moneyed system set up, so they're not doing anything illegal. They have their nonprofit. They have their, so they have their 501c3 that operates the clinic. They have their 501c4 that endorses political candidates. Uh, a 501c4, for those who don't know, it's an entity that's exempt from being taxed, but when you give to it, your dollars are not tax-deductible. And a 501c4 can do more political stuff uh, than a 501c3 can. There's no limit on how much legislative advocacy a 501c4 can do. They can endorse candidates, etc. So they have a 501c3, they have a 501c4, and then they have a number of PACs, political action committees. So these are entities set up specifically just to give money to campaigns. So all of that has operated to help out Joaquin Arambula, and what a good ROI. You know, they give Joaquin Arambula $4,700 for his 2020 uh, re-election campaign, and he gives them a $1 million grant. So, you know, if only all of our investments could be so lucrative. So a, a couple of things to know. First... A million dollars for this one Planned Parenthood clinic is ridiculous. The stuff they're proposing to do with the million dollars, it does not add up to a million dollars. They want to, the, the things that were listed in the funding proposal were get new Americans with Disability Act compliant exam tables. That does not cost very much. We, you know, I got an ADA exam table for my clinic. It cost under four thousand under $5,000 rather. New ADA compliant exam tables, new ultrasound probes, which cost maybe a thousand a piece, and renovating the patient records room. So, which which leads me to wonder, what are you doing with the other nine hundred thousand dollars? <laughs> okay, <laughs> like like it does not add up. What what are you doing with this million dollars? And I think in sh- you know this is a million dollars being given to a clinic that does not even offer. Prenatal care. So the service, like, this is the thing. People think that Planned Parenthood clinics are these one-stop shops for all of women's health care. Like, they have painted themselves this beautiful picture. Uh, Barack Obama famously told a little fib about Planned Parenthood when Republicans were really agitating to defund them. He told this little fib about how, oh, they do all these mammograms. It's like, they, Planned Parenthood does not do any mammograms. Not, not a single Planned Parenthood clinic in America has a machine has a mammogram machine. Okay. They don't do mammograms. They don't do mammograms. And many, many, many Planned Parenthood clinics don't do prenatal care. Okay. So by that, I mean the ongoing series of ultrasounds and checkups that a pregnant woman undergoes throughout the course of her pregnancy before she delivers. Okay. So prenatal care this Planned Parenthood clinic does not offer it. It does not offer prenatal care. So this is a reproductive health clinic that will not actually help you if you want to reproduce. If you actually want to have a kid, if you want to reproduce, they're not going to help you. If you want to abort your kid, if you want to get contraception to prevent yourself from reproducing, oh, they'll help you with all of that. But this is a reproductive health clinic that does not actually help with reproductive health. It helps with non-reproductive health, if if health is what you can call it. I mean, really, it's quite question. In fact, I don't think it's even questionable that abortion and contraception are not actually health care in the sense of, pregnancy is not a disease normal reproductive systems within your body that result in you having kids when you have sexual activity uh, that is not a disease or an illness that you know that requires correction uh, medical interventions like abortion and like contraception are not, healthcare, they're not, they're sort of healthcare adjacent, they have something to do, with they, they, you know, need healthcare professionals to do them, they can have healthcare side effects and consequences, but it isn't healthcare, strictly speaking, in the sense that healthcare means taking something that is wrong with the human body and bringing it into a state of functioning correctly, okay, I have a cancer growing in my body. Cancers are not supposed to be there. I undergo chemotherapy treatment to get rid of the cancer, to take my body from a state of being weakened by this, you know, cancerous lump to not being so affected. Okay, that is healthcare. That is fixing a thing that is wrong with you contraception and abortion are not and that's an important distinction for the sake of all kinds of things as far as public policy as far as insurance as far as what kinds of stuff is should be covered by insurance what kinds of stuff should not be covered by insurance okay insurance does not cover you know elective uh you know plastic surgery you know I want a nose job because I want to look I want a cuter looking nose well that's not covered by insurance that's not really healthcare okay there's nothing wrong with your nose you just want your nose to look More like, I don't know, who's someone who has a good-looking nose. I don't even know. I feel like Hollywood starlets just stare at their face for so long that they'll eventually... If you stare at your nose for long enough, it will drive you insane, and you'll eventually think you have the ugliest-looking nose ever. Um, You just have to realize, no, I'm just fixating on this stupid part of my body. Anyway. This whole thing is not really motivated by need there are huge healthcare needs in the San Joaquin Valley and particularly there are huge healthcare needs in the San Joaquin Valley for prenatal care. All right. We see that, you know, I, I see this at our clinic all the time that this is the basic problem, which I touch on in the op-ed. A huge percentage of the Valley is on Medi-Cal, a huge percentage. And OBGYNs don't like taking Medi-Cal patients. Because they don't bill well. So more and more doctors are just not taking Medi-Cal patients. Right? We had, we had, there was another another local OBGYN clinic that sort of stated, we're not going to take Medi-Cal patients anymore, and they're starting to send them to us. And that's why we started the OBRIA clinic is specifically to serve that population. Because that's the problem. That's why you see these statistics when you go from North Fresno, not as many Medi Cal patients, to South Fresno, way more Medi Cal patients. There's a huge drop in how many women get any prenatal care before they deliver. It's really hard to find a doctor. It's really hard to get on a schedule. It's on their schedule to be seen. You know, you try to get on the schedule to be seen by some of these docs who do take Medi Cal patients, and you're like a month or two out before they can even see you. It's difficult. It's frustrating. And this is for a population that already has certain kinds of barriers to access healthcare. care. Like maybe their car isn't working. Maybe they have to take a bus. Maybe they have all these different things that could stop them from going to a doctor's appointment. And that's the fundamental problem. We don't have enough providers who are willing to take Medi-Cal patients in, in the San Joaquin Valley. And it leads to fewer women getting prenatal care, and it leads to worse health outcomes for their kids. Higher incidence of low infant birth weight, higher incidence of infant mortality, and frankly, you're crazy if you don't think it feeds into abortion. Okay, If you can't get in to see a doctor, you're already struggling with, uh, you know, do I have the support system to take care of this baby? Am I going to be able to do it? I can't even get in to see a doctor. Forget it, I'll just go to Planned Parenthood. You don't think that feeds into it? Everywhere we look around the country, there's a correlation between poverty levels, lack of access to health care, and abortion. So abortion, if they're going to come back at my op-ed piece, I'm sure, my and Dr. Uh, Morelos-Chavez's op-ed piece, I'm sure, by saying, well, there's a need for abortion. Yeah, there's a need for abortion in the Valley because there aren't any doctors who want to take care of Medi-Cal patients for OB. There aren't any providers who want to take care of Medi-Cal patients for OB because it bills so badly. They can't sustain it. So the answer isn't providing these women with more abortion. That is a that's worse than a band-aid. That's just letting the bacteria fester on your wounded foot and saying, oh, I guess there's just a need for more amputations. No, treat the wound. Treat the wound first before you amputate. That is the core problem. All right, now when we return, I want to talk about Planned Parenthood Marmonti in another respect that I didn't touch on in the op ed piece their involvement with the possibly illegal sale of the body parts of aborted children. Next on The John Girardi Show.
1: The John Girardi Show, Power Talk 96 7, AM 1400, and the iHeartRadio app. The John Girardi Show, Power Talk, 96.7 and AM 1400.
0: There are so many reasons to oppose the city of Fresno providing a $1 million grant to the Planned Parenthood Clinic on Fulton Street. And I tried to list as many as I could in my op-ed piece uh, that's in the Fresno Bee today. If you want to read it, go to twitter.com slash johnny at fresno johnny. go down a couple of tweets and see my Uh, link to my piece that I co-authored with Dr. Lucia Morelos-Chavez. You can read my op-ed piece giving a bunch of reasons why this million-dollar grant is bad. One thing I did not include in the article, though, is some specific stuff about why Planned Parenthood Marmonti specifically should not be getting any public funding from anybody. And it is because they were very likely involved in the sale of the body parts of aborted children for profit, in violation of both California and federal law. So, I'm going to take you back. This is a blast from the past. This is an article that we wrote on Right to Life, uh, on our Right to Life of Central California webpage. I'm going to tweet this out too from my Twitter account, twitter.com/fresnojohnny@fresnojohnny. This is an article I wrote back in 2020. The Daily Caller has the details. So this was a a national story, and we were at Right to Life Central California highlighting the local aspect of it. I wrote in April of 2020, The Daily Caller has the details about today's breaking news story. Newly unsealed discovery documents show how California Planned Parenthood clinics sold the body parts of unborn children to Stem Express, a middleman company that would sell fetal tissue procured from abortion clinics to researchers. Planned Parenthood's Fresno Clinic was actively involved in this scheme. The records give a clinic-by-clinic breakdown of fetal tissue sales from clinics within Planned Parenthood Marmonti, Planned Parenthood's regional affiliate for Northern California, Central California, and Nevada, from August to September of 2012. In that quarter, STEM Express gave Planned Parenthood almost $25,000 for organs from aborted children, or as they call them, products of conception, or POCs. $25,000 from POCs and from maternal blood samples, which is not as bad. So again, let me explain. Let me explain what was going on in the early to mid-2000s before David Deleiden exposed this. Okay, some of you may remember David Daleiden. He released all these undercover videos of his conversations with different abortion clinic uh, CEOs and managers talking about the sales of fetal tissue. So here's what it is. A lot of researchers want fetal tissue for various kinds of research or various kinds of scientific research purposes. It is hard to procure fetal tissue. You would need to have a donated, uh, a fetus who has died, whose parents are donating the tissue for scientific research. And that's kind of difficult to procure. Well, what's one place that has a very ready supply of dead babies' bodies? Abortion clinics, Planned Parenthood clinics. So what happened was there's a lot of demand for fetal tissue from various academic researchers funded by the National Institutes of Health, Francis Collins, and Anthony Fauci. So there are these federal dollars available for research on the bodies. Of aborted children and basically the the way the federal law sort of landed a lot of people were disturbed at the idea of the bodies of aborted children being used for research and during the Clinton era the sort of compromise that was arrived at was well we can use the bodies of aborted children for uh, fetal res- for fetal tissue research but, the bodies of aborted children cannot be sold for profit to researchers. Nobody should be making a profit. Okay. You can have legitimate costs to offset storage, transport, shipping, procurement, what have you. So you can offset your costs, but there is not allowed to be any profit made. B- basically the way that even Democrat members of Congress it was like super liberals, like Henry Waxman back in the day, uh,
1: play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
0: to be they didn't want there to be a marketplace for the buying and selling of the body parts of aborted children well that's precisely what formed because i think the line between what is legit what is a legitimate offsetting of costs versus what is profit was very hard to determine in or was easy enough to fudge i should say that basically you had various entities that were getting away with getting fetal tissue and selling it to researchers and running a successful business ie somehow somebody was making profit so there was this company called stem express and it worked it had a contract with planned parenthood marmonti now planned parenthood marmonti is a regional Affiliate of National Planned Parenthood. So they operate basically all of the Planned Parenthood clinics in Northern California, the Fresno area, uh, and the area around Reno, Nevada. And basically, Planned Parenthood Marmonti signed a contract with STEM Express. So what STEM Express would do is pay Planned Parenthood for fetal tissue sales, get the fetal tissue, turn around, and sell it to researchers and run a successful business, so doing, ergo, there's no way they weren't making a profit. So we have released in discovery from various litigation that David Daleiden was involved in. We have receipts, the literal receipts showing how much money the Planned Parenthood Clinic on Fulton Street in Fresno was making by selling the body parts of children they aborted in possible violation of both federal and California law. From August of 2012, an invoice for their July 2012 sample collections, Planned Parenthood in Fresno made $1,155 off of 21 products of conception, as they called them, i.e., organs and tissue from aborted children. An invoice from November uh, from excuse me, from September of 2012 looking at their August 2012 sample collections 38 products of conception sold to Stem Express for $2090. From September of 2012. 33 products of conception sold for $1,175. One of the POC, one of the products of conception was sold for $55. The other 32 were sold for $35 a piece. $35 a piece for the organs of dead children. That's what this Planned Parenthood clinic on Fulton Street in Fresno was doing. All right? All right. And before anyone says anything, this is not me calling for violence or any sort of nonsense like that. I am not. Right to Life of Central California has protested outside that Planned Parenthood for years in a peaceful, amicable fashion with no ill will towards the people who work there. We pray for them. And if any of them were to walk out that door and say, hey, I want to stop working here, we would bend over backwards to do everything possible to help them. We would. We've offered. So don't interpret this as, oh, John Girardi is doing this to inflame right-wing passions to get people to firebomb abortion clinics. Absolutely not. Absolutely never, ever has Right to Life ever done or condoned anything of the sort. But I don't want my taxpayer dollars going to them, okay? I don't want my taxpayer dollars going to a company that very likely, that Congress investigated and referred them to the FBI for criminal investigation. Congress, when they assessed all this in 2015, there were two congressional reports, one from the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee, one from the House of Representatives, who had a select committee set up to investigate this. Both of them referred Planned Parenthood Marmonti to the FBI for criminal investigation. I don't want my city of Fresno elected representatives to give those people money. I don't want my state elected representatives to be giving them state money. So, the city council should vote no on this $1 million giveaway to the Fulton Street Planned Parenthood. And the mayor should veto it. When we return, more on the financial incentives of a place like Planned Parenthood when we return on The John Girardi Show.
1: The John Girardi Show. Power Talk 96.7 AM 1400 and the iHeartRadio app. The John Girardi Show. Power Talk, 96.7 and AM 1400. Now that I run a non-profit
0: healthcare clinic, I understand a little bit more how Planned Parenthood operates. Because So our Obria clinic that we started out of Right to Life, um, it's obviously quite different, and we deliberately try to make ourselves different. I mean, we have different... Some people try to say, "Oh, are are you like competing with Planned Parenthood?" Well, not really, because we offer completely different services. Um, You know, we are focused on prenatal care. That is the focus of our clinic. It's prenatal care and helping women deliver. Um, For Planned Parenthood, their focus is not on prenatal care. They do not offer their Fulton Street clinic does not offer prenatal care services. So obviously, there's a completely different focus, and that that's just the way it is. So with Planned Parenthood, it's not like we're in competition or anything, but there are a lot of similarities as far as we're both nonprofit clinics. We both have you know certain ways in which we're set up, blah, 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 blah. And I understand a little bit of the financial structure of operating a nonprofit clinic that is largely seeing Medi-Cal patients and you can see the ways in which planned parenthood structures itself like why are they so obsessed on abor- with abortion why are they so obsessed with contraceptive device well it makes sense if you if you're doing a lot of abortions you can bill really really well and you can make a nonprofit clinic profitable you can make it sustainable that's what they so this notion that Planned Parenthood is presenting themselves as like, you know, this clearinghouse for all of women's health care. Eh, no, they have an obvious financial incentive to do as many abortions as they can. So for all their talk of, oh, we're just here to help you make your choice. There is one choice that they are institutionally set up to try to facilitate because it makes them the most money now. We can see this. Why am I talking about this? There are more and more stories I've seen in the media, in national media, about transgenderism and pushes by different healthcare providers to provide transgender so-called care to younger and younger children, whether that's in the form of surgical interventions uh, or in the form of hormonal therapy, so-called therapy, providing kids with more testosterone or more estrogen to make them more, you know, less like a biological boy and more like a biological girl or vice versa. Um, There's been a big story that Boston children's hospital, one of the big children's hospitals uh, throughout the country uh, is talking about the puberty blockers that they're giving to kids and how wonderful it is that we're helping treat these kids by giving them puberty blockers, blah, 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 blah. And, these doctors, and this is quack science. This is doctors basing these hormonal treatments, these puberty-blocking treatments that can have long-term healthcare effects on these children, um, basing it off of incredibly stereotypical boy slash girl activities, like the sort of thing that feminists and gay activists, whatever that liberal feminist types would ra- would have raged at you about nearly. 10 or 15 years ago. Okay, so the idea that if your boy is playing with Barbie dolls too much, well, it means he must be a girl. Let's get him some, you know, get him some puberty blockers. Give him some estrogen. If your girl is playing too much with G.I. Joes or, or Tonka Trains or is what in the old days we used to call a tomboy, then yeah. There's some testosterone. Tear up. Now, in the last several years, now, now it, there, there's several things to understand about this. The medical community has gotten behind it, and because the medical community has gotten behind it, it has this veneer of transgender treatments are scientifically approved, the science is behind it, the science is behind it. Now, a couple of things to understand. There's no science behind the fundamental question of, are there boys trapped in biological girl bodies and are there girls trapped in biological boy bodies? That is a philosophical viewpoint that has been pushed. It is not a biological scientific reality. Okay? Yes, there are some... Very small percentage of people with indeterminate sex characteristics, who are who their scarcity really proves the rule that we have a sex binary in the human species as well as all mammal species between male and female, and the biological reality of being male is something that is significant. Okay, that it, now that that is a philosophical position, I think it is the correct one. There are other philosophical positions to argue that well what is what it truly means to be human is your own self actualization it's the stuff between your own ears that makes you truly human your own conception of your own self your own self fulfillment that's truly what it means to be fulfilled so if you want to if you're a biological male and you want to live as a female then that's what you are The objective world, the objective physical realities of the world, including your own body, be damned. Now, that kind of attitude, we would never dream of applying it in other kinds of unhealthy physical contexts. Uh, You know, a girl who is slightly heavier set, who develops an eating disorder and says that she hates her body and is saying to her parents that she wants to have dramatic plastic surgery to make herself look more beautiful because she doesn't think she's beautiful— um, we would not coddle that. We would not entertain that. We would not support that. We would say, "No, dear. That is you are beautiful. You are beautiful the way you are." Let, let's talk this through. Maybe let's work with a therapist. Let's, you know, the the answer to that is not, "Yeah, all right, honey. Let's get you. Let's get you a boob job. Let's get you some liposuction or whatever." We don't do that. Because that's not healthy. It's a denial of reality. It's a denial of this per- of the value of this person's body. It's so funny that at the same time that we're putting, you know, slightly overweight models on the cover of the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. It was an incredibly silly controversy about uh, a plus-size model, whatever, being on the cover of the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Not a publication I get on a regular basis at all, or even an irregular basis for that matter. So at the same time that we're emphasizing body positivity and we're putting forward celebrities like Lizzo who's like a morbidly obese pop singer uh, and oh this is what this is what a healthy woman looks like blah, blah blah and it's like well actually she's morbidly obese that's not healthy that that's that's not necessarily good but we're embracing all of this body positivity stuff when it comes to weight but when it comes to a young person expressing I hate my body, I don't think I'm, I feel like I'm a girl trapped in a boy's body, but I want want to radically, surgically alter my body, I want to have hormones to radically alter the way my body functions. Oh, we bend over backwards to accommodate. Why is the scientific community treating the two things so differently? Well, here's why. Transgender treatment is a cash cow. A surgery to transition, cash cow. Hormonal treatments, ongoing hormonal treatments for more testosterone or estrogen, whatever it is, puberty blockers, all that stuff, cash cow. It's money. It's money. It's about the money. They have made this philosophical decision that in this context, we ignore biological reality We tell people, yes, you are in the wrong body. Yes, you should hate your body. Yes, you should reject the biological reality of who you are. Because in this case, there's money to be made. And that's why Planned Parenthood in the last several years has tacked really hard into transgender treatment. So the Fresno Planned Parenthood Clinic on Fulton Street, they're going to get a $1 million State of California grant voted on by your city council this Thursday. And they're going to talk about how this is, oh, this is for women's health care. This is for women's health care. Again, as we noted in our op-ed piece that ran today that's running today in the Fresno Bee, um, they don't offer prenatal care. So this is a reproductive health clinic that does not offer prenatal care. And why don't they offer prenatal care? I'll tell you why, guys. Why, why is this so-called reproductive clinic offering transgender hormonal treatments but it's not offering prenatal care in Fresno. I'll tell you why, guys, cuz I know. I run a non I run a small nonprofit clinic that chiefly serves Medi-Cal patients and I can tell you why. It's money. Hormonal treatments can bill better. It bills back better. Hormonal treatments are a cash cow. And prenatal care isn't. And that's why they're doing it. it isn't rocket science it's about the money so we're going to give a million dollars to a clinic that can't even specify what they're going to do with a million dollars that is more concerned with hormonal transition treatment than they are with actual women's health care why? because Joaquin Arambula and Planned Parenthood were upset at the Dobbs case I think that's fundamentally it. They're getting all this money because liberal politicians are angry that Roe v. Wade was overturned. When we return, a brief thought on a Hollywood actor who's having a lot of legal troubles, but the media still insists on calling him they and them as his preferred pronouns. Next on The John Girardi Show.
1: The John Girardi Show. Power Talk, 96.7 AM, 1400 and the iHeartRadio app. The John Girardi Show, Power Talk, 96.7 and AM 1400. I basically hate all comic book book movies.
0: I don't really like them. I remember I had a plane flight once where I watched, I think I watched like Superman or Superman versus Batman, and it was so terrible I couldn't even believe it. Anyway, there's an actor named Ezra Miller who plays The Flash, uh, one of the superheroes who hangs out with Batman and Superman. Fastest man in the world. And Ezra Miller, this actor, has gotten into a ton of bizarre legal scrapes, uh, disorderly conduct charges. There's this really disturbing set of accusations that he may have been engaged in relationships with children, with minor women, um, And he's gone on this just string of bizarre behavior in bizarre places. Like in Hawaii, he got arrested for something there. He got arrested for something possibly involved in statutory rape. So this bizarre man who is committing crime after crime in all these, allegedly anyway, committing crime after crime in all these weird places. Um, So seemingly on, which is kind of, I, I don't know, it seems like the kind of behavior that a total drugged-out wacko uh, would be engaged in. Here's the funny thing about it. All the media reports talking about it, and I've, I've just seen occasional tweets about it. This is not a topic that I'm particularly interested in, uh, the comings and goings of Ezra Miller. Um, I see a tweet about it, and they keep saying they, uh, they were arrested on so-and-so. I'm like, they were arrested? Is it Ezra Miller and his... His gang, or his friend, or what? And what I realize is that Ezra Miller is some kind of weird gender situ is in some kind of weird gender fluidity situation. Something, you know, he looks like a guy, presents as a guy, seems to have relationships with women. Uh, he insists on going by they, them. So these media stories, in spite of the fact that this man is a psycho. In spite of the fact that this guy is like accused of all these horrible crimes, in spite of the fact that this guy is a creep of the highest order, regardless of if he's guilty of this stuff, the media is just so subservient to this, to the pronoun ideology, that they insist on calling him they, them, they. So Ezra Miller today was arrested after they were found to be, to have punched a Starbucks barista after he got his order wrong after they punched. Now, I think there's a certain kind of wrongness with a biological male being referred to as a she. I think that's, you know, there's something not right there. At least they're using a singular pronoun in that instance. But there's nothing more confusing than someone who insists on going by they, because I guess they think they're so fluid, someone insisting on going by they and then you read the article and it's just a grammatical mess because they keep using a plural pronoun to refer to a single person anyway grinding my gears rant for the day that'll do it for john girardi show see you tomorrow on power
1: talk the john girardi show power talk 967, am 1400 and the iheart radio app